Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, Wildly Becoming fam. Thank you so much for joining us again today. I am here with Jill Glosser. Today's episode is sponsored by The In Ministry Coach. That is Don Solon, where purpose meets passion. You can check out his website at theinministry.coach. I would not be where I am today without God connecting me to this amazing coach. Today we have on Chris McClure. He is from McClure Coaching. And I love our guest because so much of his story resonates with my life. He is a pastor turned entrepreneur, the author of two books, which wow, how you have so much time to do that, a coach and the host of his own podcast, the Magnetic Leadership Podcast. Please join us in welcoming Chris to Wildly Becoming. Hi, Chris. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. So Chris, tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I kind of always start when I was about 16 years old, and it really is where I think that God really started to really get a hold of me. I'd grown up in a Christian family, had always known who Jesus was, had always been, well, from 10 years old on, very active in the church. I got to high school, and I was in this space right before my, um, I guess right around my junior, senior year, where I didn't know what I was going to do with my life beyond high school, and it was very frustrating. And I went on a mission trip to Guyana, South America, this place I had no clue, had never heard about it before. And God just really opened my eyes to what I could do with my life. And so my youth pastor, who'd been a big influence on my life, really just invested in me and and encouraged me. And so I saw this as like, well, I can do what he's done for me. So I'm going to go become a youth pastor and work doing that for teenagers. And, And that was the plan. And all of a sudden I went from no purpose or direction to a clear purpose, uh, visited one college, decided that was the place I wanted to go. And by October, my senior year, I knew where I was going to college. My senior year was easy because I didn't have that stress of college and all that. And so I went to school, you know, for ministry did that for, uh, so from the time base, I was 21, 22 until I was about 35, 36. And then I started to have this restlessness about me. And it was like, I felt like something different needed to happen. And, and I had shifted from being a youth pastor to an executive pastor. And, and I really enjoyed that because I was a leadership student and I wanted to help you know a lot of different people on our church staffs, as well as our congregations. And so I had a passion for that, but I started to feel this tug towards the business community that I couldn't explain because I had no intent of ever being in business. I had no intent of, you know, getting a job in the marketplace, so to speak, you know, because I felt like my life was going to be in church work, you know, as a pastor. And so I kind of had my, I don't know if it was a midlife crisis, but it was a crisis of sorts in my mid to, you know, mid to late thirties. And that's really where God shifted me to this idea of doing something different. And that's when I became a coach. I started my business and it's been a journey over the last almost seven years now since then that uh, I was kind of reflecting on this morning, even thinking about our interview today. That's part of what was so fascinating to me is because I've never really met anyone like me before in the sense that they went from full-time pastoring and ministry to executive business. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting. I believe, you know, there's a remnant of people that God is just kind of like pulling out and there's mm-hmm. a shift and he's just changing their trajectory, but you're still shining your light. You're still doing all of the things just in a different way. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things I've said, you know, kind of hit me and this, this wasn't right away, but it hit me over time. Cause at first when I started my business, I thought, well, not that I was embarrassed by my ministry background, but I thought this is irrelevant to business leaders, I thought. And so I just didn't even share that my background had been in ministry, but that kind of, you know, left a big gap in my life. Like, what did you do before this? And so I started to just share, share with people that I had been in ministry. And, and actually what I saw was a very positive response and a quicker trust level, which I was like excited about. Like, I didn't expect that, you know, people started to open up even quicker as, you know, when my, uh, in my business as a coach and, but you're right. I think that what's happening to me. So even though I was a youth pastor and executive pastor in local churches, I think that what God's calling for my life was really more about, I would say, more missions oriented. And I just saw that the communities I was in, the church that I was in, I was more of a missionary in that environment. Right. And so I think what God did was pivot me to the marketplace as a missionary to help people in their just their professional side, but also their life. And that's one of the things I learned too. And I've often said I went from being an executive pastor to a pastor to executives in my business. And it's because of this very thing that half the time when I start with an executive in my coaching, it starts with business issues maybe or or staff issues or whatever, but quickly turns into life impact and life issues. So life and leadership coaching kind of go hand in hand because of that. Yeah, I want to talk about the coaching. So you provide that and I'll be honest, probably a year ago at this time, I did not realize the importance of coaching in my own life until I had a coach. So if I didn't have a coach before meeting you, I probably would have been like, Chris, please be my coach. So <laughs> I want to talk about what that looks like for people. Some of our listeners might have, you know, questions like, what if I don't have the time or is it coaching expensive? Or what if I've never had a coach before? How would you share what that looks like for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and because that is, those are good questions. Those are relevant questions that we ought to think about. And I've had many coaches now over the last seven years that have poured into me at various topics or in, you know, issues you know, with business, as well as just trying to help me with my publishing, with my books and, you know, different aspects. Right. And so, you know, I, I had those questions and what, what I had to learn when I started my business, so I'm certified with the John Maxwell team. Uh, that was my first step into this business venture. And so I had to pay to be a part of that coaching and training program to become certified, but also to learn the skills that I now have. And so it was a big investment for me seven years ago. And, and it was like terrifying at first, like I've got to invest this amount of money. But what I realized and what I've since realized is if you just look at it as I'm spending money without any return on that investment or without anything to expect and, you know, from it, it can be expensive, right? But if I look at things the way I do now and say, okay, well, every time I basically invest in a program of any kind, I think I'm expecting like a 10x kind of return on that. And so for my investment with the Maxwell team early on, you know, ultimately I've generated six figures plus with, you know, income because now I have a business that's generating income. But that price tag at the beginning was scary. And so I think you had to, you just had to look at it as if it's business coaching, you can look at it from maybe more of a financial end. If you're looking at it from more of a personal or life coaching side, you have to look at it more like how much is it costing me to stay stuck and frustrated? Because that may not have a dollar figure, but it affects your quality of life. And so that's been one of the biggest things for me is what is, what do I need right now? So if I need business help, then hiring a coach to help me get through a problem that's going to multiply that over an income. That's the way I need to think about it and go. If it's about life, 
am I okay to feel this way for the rest of my life? There was a program years ago that I took. It was like a $2,000 program on time and uh, productivity. And I was struggling with that one too, because it was kind of early in my journey and in, in, in my business. And I was like, oh man, do I pay that extra $2,000? And the guy that, that was doing it, you know, one of the things he said that really resonated with me and I thought it was so true is he's like, you know, if you look at it just as a $2,000 investment today or a payment today, yeah, it's an expense. But once you learn these skills, how much is it going to help you for the, the rest of your life? And so for me, I'm going, well, shoot, like $2,000 of, of this training that I can run out 50 years of my life potentially, you know, and learn and grow. And not only that, but now I'm helping my clients with this information and training that that's huge, you know? So a lot of it is just really understanding that that's the financial side, but you mentioned also the time side and that's, that's a big deal too, because, you know, I, I talk about this all the time. Time is our one non-renewable resource. So every second that goes by in our life is gone, right? I mean, it's, it's just gone. We don't get it back money. You can make more of time. You can't. And so you need to be wise about investing your time. And most of the time, honestly, we waste a lot of time instead of investing it. And so even in my first book, The Way to Greatness, I talk about time management a lot because of this very reason. And so do you want to waste months, weeks, years of your time trying to figure something out on your own? Because there's lots of training that you could get on YouTube or, you know, wherever for free, podcasting even. I mean, great resources out there potentially but if you have to kind of compile it all together, how much time are you wasting when you could hire a coach to help you overcome those obstacles or learn those skills and maybe a compressed time? So I'm still hiring coaches. I'm in a speaker coaching program right now with a good friend of mine who has been on national stages and I'm working through some speaking training with her because I want to make sure that I don't waste the next several months or years growing in this area. That's so wonderful that you share that because I think a lot of times we do not see investing in ourselves as important. We can get busy taking care of everyone else and neglecting ourselves. And, and we are worth it. We are worth the time and the financial investment to put into ourselves. Most of the people that are influencers or these famous self-help people, they will all share that they have multiple coaches. So coaching is very normal and lots of people that we look up to that are successful, they actually have coaches. So yeah. I like what you said too about getting unstuck. That's how I found a coach is like I was stuck. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to join this coaching group. It was really expensive. And I'm like, I'm just going to give myself one or two months, right? That's all I can mm -hmm. afford. So when I exited it, I was praying about it because I'm like, this was so helpful to me, but I financially can't afford it. So God bless me with a different type of coach and one that I could afford. So it was like the Lord saw me putting forth the effort, you know, and right. he made a way where I couldn't see a way, which is <laughs> what he's known for doing. So um, I just, that's why I wanted to have you on today, Chris, because coaching I am learning is so vital and important. I don't think I could have even taken our outreach ministries to the next level without mm -hmm. the coach helping me. Because there are a lot of times we can have blind spots in our personal lives and our business. And so when you wrote your two books, what do your two books focus on? Are they both all about coaching or can you tell us a little about that? Sure. So before I jump to that, I will echo the fact that, you know, it's it's the objectivity of a coach that I think that helps us so much to your point. Like we don't see our blind spots. We don't see even our potential. And I tell yes. people that all the time. We don't see 
the greatness in us yes. that a coach or an outsider can see. And so we think we're failing or we think we're just not good enough for all the limiting beliefs that we can have. And so I think that is a huge value of a coach because we just can't see because we're living it every day, whether it's in business or life in general. So, but no, my books, so the way to greatness, I tell people it's, it's essentially what I would call more of a life coaching faith-based book. So it's very biblically centered. It's based on uh, John 10, 10, where Jesus said, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I've come to give you life to the full and in different translations that, you know, it, it's full, uh, rich, satisfying or abundant life. And so I kind of identified as the great life and and great is an acronym that I explain in the book, but I talk about building your God core, your spiritual foundation. I talk about protecting your relationships. I talk about renewing your mind, managing your resources from a stewardship side of things, and then maximizing your time. Those are the five core areas of life that I see so many people getting tripped up in. And so that's the focus of the way to greatness. And so that was my first book. But because I've had this heart for leadership for so long, God just basically gave me my second book. Uh, he gave me both, by the way. <laughs> I don't take credit for for either one and, and the right. future ones because I know God just keeps giving me more to share. Yeah. Uh, but the second one, The Magnetic Leader. So John Maxwell has been one of my mentors from a distance for you know 25 years in my own leadership journey. And one of his principles in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is the law of magnetism, that who you are is who you attract. And that was huge for me. And because it's about the being part, you know, one of the things I've learned and taught for years is being comes before doing, you know, your being really dictates your doing in, in good or bad ways. And so it's, you know, we're human beings, not human doings, as a friend of mine likes to say too. So the magnetic leader is really a character-based book on leadership. And I talk about 18 essential actions that leaders who people love to follow do. And so I just kind of walk through each of those and there's like a three-step development process under each of those. And because I'm a coach, both of my books, there's with the way to greatness, each of those five choices have five-step processes to grow in that. Each of these 18 essential actions have a three-step process to grow in each of those areas. So it's all about implementation to me. It's, it's yes, we, we are human beings, but we have to be doing or else we're not going to have the impact that we really want and desire. And so that's where one is more about the life of the leader, I would say. And the second one is more about their leadership regarding how they're going to lead their people to the goals, the objectives that they have. Yeah. So I met you at a networking event and it was fascinating to me, as I mentioned earlier, because when Chris stood up, which at this event, we each had to stand up and speak. Side note, I did not know that going into that networking event. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yes. So when Chris stood up, I noticed instantly that he was different, which, you know, our spirits bear witness with one another. But it was what he said, you know, that he had gotten out of ministry and was in business. And so that was just really resonated with me. And then we got to sit down and have a coffee meeting and he shared his books with me. And I followed him on LinkedIn. So you can find him on LinkedIn as well. And he just his podcast, when I started listening to his podcast, it was so helpful to me as a person and a leader, because he talks a lot about how we interact with other people. Um, and like you were saying, you know, who we attract. And so I just really want to put that plug out there for your podcast, because it's been so helpful to me. And I've learned so much and grown so much for you. So I thank you for sharing, you know, your nuggets really, of wisdom with the world. And Jill, did you have something? I do. I'm just curious. Could you share a little bit of what's the difference between coaching and counseling? Mm, that's that's, that's a great question. And 
really the way that I guess the, the simplest way that I was taught this that made sense to me was counseling is dealing with your current issues, but, but that have come from the past. Whereas coaching is looking at your current situations and looking at your future goals and how do I get from here to there? Counseling is needed. And, and there's times where people might sign up for coaching and you realize you might need some counseling to get over or get through some of the challenges you've dealt with so that you can then ultimately come back to coaching and then go forward. So it's really counseling is trying to bring healing and help to what's happened maybe to you that you didn't even choose. Right. Mm -hmm. But coaching is I'm being intentional with where I want to go. And so there's an exercise I lead clients through and I won't go into great detail, but it's called remembering your future that I was taught. And it's really looking five years ahead and really getting clear on what do I want to accomplish? What is like, even to the point of what do I smell? What do I see? What car am I driving? Who am I with? Those types of things. And then, okay, now what did it take for me to get here? And so now the coaching process is I need to take steps A, B, C, D, and so forth so that I can ultimately experience that future vision because our brains don't necessarily, really, you know, you can look and envision and it feels like a memory. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's called remembering your future. Oh, but, cool. but once again, that's it's cool. that difference of I'm looking to the future and I want to, to achieve these goals or objectives versus counseling is I need help getting past some of the stuff that has gone on in my life. And there's a need for that for sure, you know, but coaches, unless they are licensed counselors, aren't necessarily equipped to deal with that. So like if that came, if somebody came to me and needed counseling, I would want to refer them to a, a great counselor to get through some of that, you know, side of things, maybe simultaneous, but many times before you come to the coaching so that you can really, you know, move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question, Jill. Thank you for asking that. I know I went through a lot of counseling and that was definitely prior to me going and getting coaching. And I love what you said, Chris, about a coach helping people recognize their potential. So mm. often we can be our biggest critics. And when we do yeah. have those blind spots, and it was so helpful to me with my coach, because he not only helped me to see my potential in areas that I couldn't see it, but he helped me to work through, I had a new vision that God laid on my heart. And sometimes, you know, we have to take a step back and really evaluate, is this a me thing? Is this a Rachel thing? Or is this really a God thing? So that's where I think a coach also comes in. So helpful is helping you like really evaluate different things to make sure it's something that's going to be beneficial and not just Chasing butterflies. <laughs> sure. Oh, 100%. That is huge. You know, I think, you know, it's the whole idea that there are good things that you can opt into. I was actually thinking about that th this morning. Like I, there's some options or opportunities that have been presented to me recently that are good, but I'm, I'm really praying through, are they, are they the best? Are they great things for me to pursue? And, you know, some things are just, you know what, maybe not, you know, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's not that I, sh I could never do that, but right now, maybe it's not the best timing or it's not the best option. So, but you're right to process through all that. We get in our heads so much, you know, when we're trying mm -hmm. to think through it all. And so to me, that's where the value of a coach really comes into play. And, um, and I, and I just don't think that we really, really see our worth, you know, many times, but I heard somebody at a conference one time say, you know, what's normal to you feels like magic to other people. And <laughs> I was like, that's really good because uh -huh. we don't think that what we do is that great many times because we just do it. It's all, right. it's, it's gifting, it's ability, it's things that God's given us to be able to do. Right. So we don't think much of it, but somebody else goes, how in the world did you do that? You know, how do you, how, you know, I, there's a lot that I've learned in my business that 
it's funny to me now that what I didn't even know existed or how to do anything five, six, seven years ago. And now I have people saying, how in the world do you do this? Or how do you do that? And I'm like, oh, it's just like this. And I just show them real quick. And I'm like, I know that now because of the skill development and everything even, but I didn't, I don't think about it now. It's just common to me. I just do it, you know? So, but I wasn't like that a few years ago. And I, and so depending on where we are in our journeys, we need people to help us where just are, like you said, maybe it's blind spots, but maybe it's just, you just don't, it's innocent ignorance. I call it, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. Well, and I think too, being like resistant to change, that's a friend of mine. He was, I was cutting his hair and he was, Oh, you need this and this and that. And I instantly put that wall up of like, don't you tell me what I need, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> I know what I need. You don't know this business. But then I really like, I kind of like thumped me on the head and he was like, girl, you, I'm so, I get so resistant to change. I'm afraid or whatever reason, you know, you get just in that, I don't know, that little valley and all you do is you see this huge mountain when really it's not that big of a mountain to climb, you know, it's just, it's just a change. So, well, to that point though, I mean, that's one of the things I think that's so important is, you know, for me, so marketing was an aspect that I used to tell people years ago, it was like the bane of my existence. I hated it. I didn't want to talk about it. I ignored it, whatever. And then I realized, I felt like the Lord said to me about 18 months ago or so, Chris, this thing that you've been hating, you've been resisting is actually your next growth area. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden I leaned into it instead of resisting it. And I am like geeking out on all sorts of marketing books and, you know, courses and have just done so much over the last year and a half. But it was because I had to surrender to that and go, you know what, I'm uncomfortable with it because I don't know. Right. And now I need to just dig into that and lean into that. And it makes all the difference in the world. So Chris, your website is McClureCoaching.com. Is that where our listeners would go to find your books or connect with you for coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So that's my target audience that I really seek to serve is more the entrepreneur, the executive, the small business owners. You know, I, I work with other people as well along the way, but but that's who I feel like God has really called me and equipped me to really help because of my background. You know, it's interesting. You You made the comment a few minutes ago about the idea of, leaving ministry to go into business. And, you know, I, I think it's actually a little different than that. To me, my ministry became business. And there's actually a coach and a, a, a mentor of mine now that wrote a book called Business Tree. And it's this combination of business and ministry. And so that's really where that. when you come that's to McClurecoaching.com, cool. you know, you can read more about what I do. You can you know, check out my book um, on my, if you go to magneticleaderbook.com, which actually leads you to a page on my website. Um, but there's like vignettes, videos of each of my 18 essential actions where I kind of talk about those, about oh, what cool. you would get when you read the book. So, you know, I try to just provide resources there. I have a blog, I have my podcast on there. You know, I have the link to, to my book to learn more. But yeah, that's a great place to go to connect with me. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here, Chris. I'm so glad that God connected our path. So one last thought. Absolutely. How do you hope to encourage people listening today? I think a lot of it is, is just, I'm coming up on the end of what I'm seeing as a seven year season. Uh, this June will be seven, it will be the completion of the, of seven years since I started my business and, and started this journey. And I felt like a, a couple of months ago, God was saying, look, you're ending one seven year season and you're starting another seven year season. And you're going to build on that first as now that's your floor to build on. And what I want to encourage people to, to think about is even if it's been a rough season, it's still valuable and it's still what God uses to build us. Yeah. And I heard somebody say one time, I think it was actually Stephen Furtick. I heard him on a sermon one time. He said, you know, if you went to the gym and you lifted up the weights and were like, and put them right back down and said, I'm not doing that. That's heavy. 
he's like, well, of course they're heavy. That's the point of them. You know, you have to lift the weights to get stronger, you know, but how many times in our lives do we say this is hard? So I'm just going to avoid it. And so if you're going through the hard stuff right now, or you're not sure what the hard stuff means, I would really encourage you to dig into that because God wants you to grow and he's strengthening you. And, you know, I would say, Rachel, that a lot of my experience up until my kind of my crisis point, like I said, around you know mid thirties was things had come too easy for me. And so everything just flowed. And then it became, there was a season of hard and I didn't know what to do. And I, I wasn't ready for it. I didn't know how to handle it. And it was because I, I had never had to face it. And then now, but I look at myself today, seven years later, and I'm not even the same person in so many ways. And I'm grateful for that. And the stuff that was yucky and hard and things I wanted to avoid back then. Now I'm like, you know what? I see, I see what God was doing in the midst of that to make me into who I am today, to do what he's called me to do in this season and beyond in my life. And so I would just encourage people, don't, don't just maybe hate or I'm not saying it's easy and it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but don't miss out on the growth because of the hard. And I think that that's huge for us. If we really think about that and process that with the Lord. I like that. That is so Mm -hmm. powerful, which I just did a video before coming to the studio about that today is that, you know, I never thought I'd be able to look back and say, I'm thankful for that hard season because that's what wildly becoming is all about becoming who we were created to be in Christ. And so That's part of Wildly Becoming. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. You're awesome. Uh, Just appreciate you so much. Again, grateful God connected us. Thank you for sharing all of your nuggets of wisdom with us. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for being the best co-host ever. I love you. (laughs) Thank you everyone for listening. And as always, stay Stay wild. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.